Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Krabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident Krabby Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Ashley and Dina, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Thank you you so so much for having us. I love having married couples on the show because the dynamic is always so great, usually a little bit hilarious. And I think people love to hear like (laughs) both sides of a relationship in one place. So I'm really excited. So you wrote a book designed to last. We're actually just chatting. We have the same acquisitions editor. Shout out, Kara. She's the best. What up, Kara? (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your book and kind of your family and your life, arrows and bow, all of the things that you're. Oh, that's a, that's a big, really big question. (laughs) There's a lot there. All right. Well, I have an Instagram. It's called arrows and bow basically started out as just like a a space for me to share, you know, things that I love little design things, thrifted finds. I was a mom of three at the time, homeschool mom. I just always had like a desire to do a little bit more, do a little bit more. And Back in the day, back when I started, it was a little bit different back then. I didn't even know how to blog or I didn't even have an Instagram for myself at the time. So I just was like, oh, look at, I found this shirt at Ross. It was $9, you know, (laughs) Yeah, it was very simple, but then it just continued to grow. We ended up doing a lot of things over the years that shaped and created our story, I guess. I moved into a trailer, sold everything, got vasectomies, reversal vasectomies. I mean, lots of things. And here we are today, and we basically wrote this book, Designed to Last. We just had a desire to help just share our story, really, and just encourage young marrieds. Well, our intention really was young marrieds, but after writing it, it really is for anybody. There's, like, whether you're a believer, a non-believer, married, not married, I mean, married for 60 years, like, it's really cool to see how it's just, because it's written in in our story and not like a, hey, do these five things and you're going to be the best person ever. I feel like people can just really pull from all of it. Yeah. 
I learn best from people's stories. Like I love a list and I love tangibility, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, just like, it's almost those books where you get to read that. It feels like a conversation of someone that, I mean, think about it. Like, I always think of it. That's how Jesus taught, like he Mm -hmm. stories and that's how people like resonated with his message in the end. So you kind of touched on a little bit being kind of this Instagram sensation blowing up not overnight. I know it was time and (laughs) process. I can't stand it when people say overnight and I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's been like five years, five years. (laughs) So, and like lots of work, but no. So you started out, like you said, just kind of sharing like thrifted vines. And I I mean, I love me some TJ Maxx and Mm -hmm. a good thrift store. My best friend actually lives in Michigan, but when she comes in, it's like, okay, let's go thrifting. Oh yeah. So right. Exactly. Tell me a little bit about kind of like, what has that looked like? It's been quite the journey. I mean, when I started, like I said, I, I didn't start with the intention of being anything more than that. I remember I had 3000 followers and Dino was talking with his best friend at work and they were like, man, wouldn't that be crazy if Ash like got like 50,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers. And I was like, Dino, don't say that. Like I worked so hard for these 3000 followers. Like I'm never going to get to that point. Like, what are you talking about? Don't jinx me. Yeah. Like, yeah. like why would I have a hundred thousand people following me? But I think it just was like all the things that we did when we moved into the, into the trailer, it was like six months after I started my account. And I thought that people were going to unfollow us because mm-hmm. they followed me for like all my design stuff. And now we're in this trailer that we did renovate, but I was like, well, we have no stuff in it now. Like mm-hmm. that's weird and boring, but it was kind of before people were really like doing the whole trailer thing. It hadn't really kicked off yet. And I just think that people just really resonated with it. And at that point, that's when we really started to just open up about everything like Mm -hmm. what we were doing who we were all of our flaws like we really just started to get this heart for sharing just rawness and relatability and then I think it just hit all those points online well and it's you were sharing authenticity I mean if that was five four or five years ago Instagram was still so curated yeah at the time yeah you know and people are were even then and still continue to be today so like they're desperate for real like not even curated authenticity like and it's such a fine line between you showing like your mess online yes. like there are some things that need to be like that are meant to be sacred and private yeah but I mean, I, I would, I'm nowhere near the size of your platform. I don't really know if I want to be like, that seems like a lot. <laughs> and I know, I'm sure you can talk about yes. like, yeah. like the other side of all of that, but even just the growth that I've seen in the last three years, it's because I'm just like, I'm not trying to be some mega influencer. God's yes. given me things to say, and I'm going to show up and say them. And hilariously, do you know, if my husband was here, he would be like, He's been telling people I'm famous since I had like a hundred followers on it. They believe in us. They do. And I mean, that helps like, do you know, I know you're a part of it, obviously, because you're her spouse, but so much of it is just having a spouse that supports you. That's behind you. What does that look like in this process of kind of backing your wife in this big, crazy dream that's like come true? Yeah, yeah. No, totally. All right. So a little bit of context on that. Like we were living in this, this really big house in Moore Park for the first like seven years of our, our marriage in Southern California. And 
I had like a certain vision for what I wanted our, our life to kind of look like, especially like Ash's role in it, if I'm being like totally honest. And part of that was I really wanted Ash to like be home, be the homemaker, watching the kids and like then homeschooling the kids. But it became like really evident as like time progressed and the kids got older that that's just not necessarily like a great fit for our like our skills and our gifts and our desires, like both of us. And Ash had this like amazing creative side to her, right? And it like manifested in like the little things. Like she would buy a kitchen table and bring it home and she'd fix it up and flip it and sell it. I'm like, baby, we've got like eight tables, you know, in the last like six months, like can you chill? And she's like, hey, I've made like a thousand bucks a tape for each table. I'm like, okay, you can buy all the tables. Yeah, let's go have more tables. <laughs> I mean, do you need yeah. a trailer or like, know, yeah. how can I help you? Yeah. So, then it was like, all right, I kind of like pushed her a little bit down the path. And it, it was like, wow, it's really cool to watch my wife flourish in her gifts. Like God has clearly given her a creative gift to be able to like see like a vision for what things could be from a design perspective, amongst other things, obviously. But it was really a matter of like, okay, I'm just going to basically feed into this as much as I can, just because for one, she feels really fulfilled. God's like putting that in her heart and she's then feeling fulfilled by leading down, going down that path. Then it's like, all right, let's mash that button as much as we can, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think too, like what you said at the beginning, like what we were really young and everybody around us was homeschooling their kids. And as a Christian, like we were just like, oh, this is what you do. Yeah. Like yeah. if I'm to be a good mother, I have to homeschool my children. Yeah. I have to do this. And then we realized like, okay, maybe actually by doing this, we're actually not being obedient to yeah. what God wants right. us to do. Yep. You know, like what if yeah. we, there's something else, but we're thinking that this is the only way and the right way. Right. And so it was really cool to kind of break out of that and be like, actually, what do you want, Lord? And like, how can we be obedient in who we are and what we're doing and what our goals are? Well, and that's really come back around, right? There's such a resurgence of homeschooling post pandemic and, oh, yeah. you know, things that are going on in the public school system and all of that kind of stuff that I even as someone who speaks out about some of the things that are happening in the world that are the cause for a lot of people homeschooling, mm -hmm. people are like, but you don't homeschool. I'm like, that's not our journey. Like that is, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, yeah. That is <laughs> not our, at least not yet. And it's this, yeah. oh, it's this willingness to be open-handed. Yes, exactly. At some point, God was like, I want you to bring your kids home. I, the hope is that you would be obedient to that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. right now, like we have our kids in a really incredible, small Christian private school so that I can do stuff. Like I, can you imagine trying to do this with yeah, your kids home like yeah. so it is this kind of give and take and I've likened it to kind of God asks us to almost put blinders on mm -hmm. not to the world but to what the people around you are doing because if I'm measuring yep. everything that I'm doing by those around me by people yeah. that are in the same space as you or the same season of life as you then you end up doing what they're doing what exactly. if God called you to forge a path exactly. for other people to follow you on yeah. which is something yeah. that both of you and your family have done like you were moving into a trailer before it was quote unquote like cool or like yeah. Instagram worthy. <laughs> and so what kind of did God teach you or what did you have to learn along those lines of your family and your season and your work looking different? I think it's exactly what you just kind of said, which is that the world in, in general, like our culture says you have to conform to this specific way, right? Mm -hmm. But that's such a lie. God has an amazing journey for each one of us individually, right? Like if you look through, even through the Bible stories, like 
right? Like we, each one of us are, are, are molded and shaped when we go and like allow God's word to speak into our hearts. Right. And, and part of, if you go and look at God's word and how he created different paths for all the people like in the old Testament, right. Every single one was like crazy and unique. Yeah. So I really like, I exactly what you're saying pertains. And I'm not saying like, we're like some biblical character or something <laughs> like that, but at the same time, it's like, God has called us to not conform to this world and to yeah. go do the things the way he wanted, uh, like our individual path. Yeah. Anytime Ash and I go out and like look outward, our peers, even our good Christian friends and say, oh, I'm not living up to this way or that they're doing it, or mm-hmm. I'm not following that this path, or I, I don't have this aspect of wealth or this aspect of, you know, a dad, we fall down. Like that's yeah. not what we're supposed to do. For one, mm-hmm. we're supposed to like look to God for how who we're supposed to be as individuals, but then also look to God for the path we're supposed to go down. Right. So uh, our path has been very, very weird, like crazy, (laughs) right? Like we went from a massive five bedroom house to a trailer to like a really tiny house. And then that sold. And God wanted us to go and live in this, in a mountain house and go renovate that. And then live in. And then right when we were done, just sell it all and move across the country. Yeah. And live in a, a one of four units in a, in an inn, like God has different paths for everybody. And as soon as you start to like look to those around you or look to the world and how culture kind of wants you to do it, you're going to lose out on a major opportunity. A hundred percent. Well, and even kind of on the other side, people, because you have such a large platform, people could look at what you're doing and be like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to be buying and flipping and moving. And like, what if God has you putting down roots and staying in one place? Like, I think, especially in Christian culture, I think all of culture, but Christian culture, we get in our heads that one way is right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there are things that are non-negotiables. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. Yeah, there is amen. no way to heaven other than him. Yeah. But I think that like, and they're more than just that one, but I think that God leaves a lot more up to like flexible yeah. like paths than we think. Yeah. Like I think all of yeah. us think like you graduate from college, you get married right out, like you get engaged yeah. on the day that you graduate, and then you get married, yeah. and then you have babies and yeah. you are really successful in your business. And it's like, well, exactly what you said, do you know? Who in the Old Testament had a traditional path? Literally no one. (laughs) And even people who followed in other people's footsteps, like Joshua's journey didn't look like Moses's. Yeah. yeah. Even though he was coming behind him. And our family, maybe like outside looking in looks traditional, but there are a lot of things that we do and prioritize. And we kind of talked about this a little bit before recording, like this idea of redefining success. Yeah. Yeah. And as believers, do we define success the same as those around us? Okay. So y'all live in a five bedroom home. You're starting your Instagram. What was kind of your catalyst into like, you know what? Our life is going to look different. What's your encouragement maybe to somebody that's listening. That's like, oh my gosh, I've totally been like following the like Mm -hmm. company line. And that's not what God has for us really looking back. And I honestly feel like because we wrote this story out when we wrote our book, we book mapped it. So it really like placed our story in a timeline for us to see. And looking back right before, so we were married for eight years, had a whole bunch of kids, three kids at the time, just, we call that like the blur is just crazy time. I don't even know what happened then. Yeah. We kind of just like, we're living life. It was fine. We weren't like unhappy, but we weren't thriving for sure. And we definitely weren't like, I don't think we were like seeking after what God really wanted in our life. We were more living for ourselves, but like God was like there too, you know? Yeah. And it was right before then that we both kind of made a shift. I think just like God was like, we're, we're done here and I'm going to grab a hold of your hearts, like for real. So he started working in Dino a little bit, like with discipline and 
having just kind of grabbing his heart. And then he really definitely started working with me as well. And me letting go of all that with Dino, because I was trying to be Dino's mom and run him. (laughs) And so at that point, when we started shifting and looking more, not within ourselves, not me on Dino and what he's doing wrong and how I need to force him to do stuff, but on what God wanted, that's when the shift started to happen. And would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was before we moved. It was, it was before, before yeah, like moved. God called us out of that house and onto the next like crazy adventure in our yeah. life. It was really a matter of like this term like gets controversial, but basically like, are you both willing to fulfill the roles that I've given you as a husband and the roles that I've given you as a wife, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you willing to just submit to my authority and how I want you guys to live? Yeah. And as soon as we started to kind of go down that path of me, like, Hey, your job as a husband is to basically sacrifice yourself to your family and to your wife and you come dead last and love her like Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. And once I started to basically started to like, for one, like embrace that, but then really like embody it for me, that's when it started to upswell and saying goes for Ash. Mm-hmm. When she basically started to say, Hey, like, you know, I'm going to basically stop being Dino's mom. I'm going to stop trying to like run everything as if it's my way and I'm going to nag to get everything I want. I'm going to try and like support him and like helping me like lead our family. Yeah, mm-hmm. That started to like make a, a different, a shift in like the dynamic. And then from there it was like, okay. What I, else God? Yeah. Like what else? Ash has always been like this prophetic, like we joke, we joke a little bit about it right now, but like Ash sees the things that we're about to mm-hmm. do, we're going to go do before I do almost every single time. So yeah. Ash got the first little like bug and, and because I was more of the, in that, t- at the time in a space where it's like, Hey, you need to be sacrificial. I was like, Hey, I'll pray about what it is that you're hearing from God on and see if God puts it on my heart as well. Yeah. I feel like we were like the Destiny's Child song, like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, always like, no, 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 no to everything. And I'm like, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Like, Well, some of that I think is like how God has wired women and wives. Like we are realistically more intuitive. Yeah. And that's, I think, a gifting that God gives a lot of women. Yes. And I love what you said because you you essentially had to stop looking to one another to fill you and be like, okay, like I have to look to God and God's going to like your spouse isn't supposed to fill your needs. God is supposed to do that. And he uses your spouse to do that in your life, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? And so when you stop, like, it's almost like you have to stop really needing mm-hmm. each other and just having each other mm-hmm. is a huge. And I think a lot of couples that I get to talk to that have had these really incredible trajectories. I love that. It almost always comes down to like, we had to get in our roles. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, God just puts you in lockstep. And you're like, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that there aren't difficult seasons. It doesn't mean that there aren't times where you're not on the same page. But I think most couples that have been married for any amount of time will tell you that feeling of like being on the same page, running towards the same God goal together, mm-hmm. like that's thriving. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Not the big house. It's not the toys. It's like, oh my gosh, like look at what God is doing. Yeah we got one of my friends to let her, uh, we have no idea to like put up in our office Mm -hmm. because like, we just find ourselves saying that over and over. We have no idea what God's going to do. We have no idea what the future holds, but we, we know he's asked us to take this leap, Yeah. but exactly what you said, like us getting into the roles that God ordained for us is what got us here. Yeah. Because if I was still trying to like 
poke and pull and nag him into what I think he should be. Yeah. He would still be like, you think I want to come home and work with you all the time? Yeah. That's horrible. I know, right? totally. <laughs> so what about planning? Like, are y'all planners? Did you have it all kind of like mapped out or did you just have a direction you knew you were going? So I think we do plan, but it's more like planning phases like down the road. So we initially start with dreaming, right? Like when Ash and I, we've made a lot of like crazy moves, right? Nothing's yeah. off limits too. Yeah. It's all just so like, we've learned that because I think like we've, we've started to plan and then we realized, all right, like we can plan all we want, but God has something totally, totally different. I mean, exactly. when we moved into the trailer, we thought we were going to live there for three months while we built a house for three months. Well, we, it takes much longer than that. We figured out yeah. and we never ended up building the house. All of our money got dumped into dirt work and water, like everything that we had saved up for all the years of our marriage we lost into that land. Oh. And so we had a plan, but then we quickly realized like, all right, our plans really like, it's great to plan. It's great to dream, but ultimately like, what do you, what do you want? Or where, where yes. are we going? And what are we doing? Yeah. If you have been trying to grow in the online space or in your small business, but you are tired of nothing working and feeling burnt out in the process, I want to tell you about my course, Run Your Race. Run Your Race is a guide to showing up on social media and expanding your reach without falling into the hustle trap. Inside of it, I teach you everything I know about time management, productivity, how to present yourself with things like branding and newsletters and content. We talk about fighting the lies that hold you back and all the things that I've learned about monetizing your online presence. Run Your Race only opens for enrollment a few times a year, so head to crappychristianco.com slash runyourrace to find out when it will open next and to get on the wait list. Okay, so you guys know I'm all about talking about the things that make us uncomfortable. So let's talk about female hair loss. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. It's more than common, it's normal, but it's not openly talked about, especially amongst women. And going through this can feel so lonely and frustrating. So it's time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, and it supports healthy hair growth with three unique formulas for women in all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula uses natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients for the most reliable results. And if you're more of the statistics type, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months and 3,000 plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support my show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Blake to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Get free shipping on every order and $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Blake. Okay, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I mean, like, 
it even says in the Bible, like a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his paths, right? Like right. we plan, we, we try to generally make plans and like, oh, we're going to go do this. And God always laughed at us when we say yeah. we're going to go do this, right? So it's more like, hey, God, like, what are you kind of putting on our hearts right now? And we'll pray about it and we'll talk about it. And it's all right. So like before the pandemic happened, Ash and I were both in a position of like, all right, what is God putting on our heart right now? It feels something feels like it's about to go yeah. down. Like it, I'm unsettled at work and work doesn't feel right for me. And, and then all of a sudden like you're on lockdown and it feels very like God was preparing our hearts to do something during that pandemic time. Like when we're on lockdown and it, for us, it was like, we were feeling unsettled and like both like bottled up. And it was like, God was almost instilling in our hearts, this like excitement to get to work. Mm -hmm. And then we got stuck in a house where we had no internet and almost like the power would go in and out. The water would go in like everything was wrong in this place, but it was like, God got us ready for that thing. Like the energy. We didn't plan it. It was just like, well, let's go kind of move over here because it feels like God's directing it. And then God puts these, the right things in our path. And that's like one of a thousand kind of little things that have taken place. And we talk about a ton of it in our book, but I plan financially and I, I strategize and look at things, but I don't hold on to those things exactly. with this like tight grip, right? It's like, God, this is kind of the direction I feel like you're guiding me down. I'm going to have a loose grip on it to see you show me where you want us to go. Well, because I think the, the beginning of that verse that you shared is that a wise man does plan. Like it doesn't yeah, say yeah. like an idiot plans and then God mm-hmm. does the rest. Like, I yeah. think, you know, it talks about that. The Proverbs talks about the, the ant like works in stores for winter. Like, I think as a believer, think that that's sometimes where people get stuck is, yeah. does God want me to make plans or is that not having faith? Yeah. Or am I supposed to just be like fly with the wind and like, let whatever happen happens. Totally. And I think it's like both and. Right. Yeah, like I think God yeah, wants us exactly. to do both. I don't think that it's wise to not have a plan at all. Oh yeah. It's what you said. It's when you're white knuckling that plan. Yeah. Cause I mean, same. So many of our stories are like, I thought we would have a bajillion kids. And then my body yeah. said, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. we're going to do this twice. And that's all you yeah. get. You know what I mean? So yeah. it it's being open-handed. It's so Sunday school, but like trusting God with it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody talks about trusting God. And I'm like, but do you really? But, like, yeah. really? Yep. but do you really, when you're living in a house with no internet and the power keeps going in and out yeah. and the water, do you trust God in that season that yeah. he is, he is who he said he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So talking about kind of having, holding your plan loosely and do it kind of this both and of planning and trusting, like, let's say somebody that's listening has no plan. Like they have no idea what's next. They feel God stirring, but they're not really sure what to do with that. What's kind of your advice for people that are in that season? Ash and I generally, I can speak again from experience, right? Like how do we handle that scenario? That's probably best for us because I don't feel like there's a way that that happens. But definitely for us, like Ash and I start by, if we're in a phase where it's like, hey, we're uncertain about what's kind of next in our lives, what we'll do is we'll, we'll say, Hey, let's just dream. And we'll sit like most of the time it's like in the bath, right? We'll sit in the bath together or like just hang out in bed, kind of chilling and relaxing. And we'll be like, Hey, you know, what if we move to Florida? What if we just move? What if we sold this? What if we Airbnb the place? Or what if we, what if we like did this or that, or like moving into trailer or like, okay, like perfect example. We're in that big house, five bedroom house. We have to move on to the land or we have to sell our house so we can buy the land. And then we have nowhere to live. 
So we're like, all right, well, we can move in a we can move into an apartment. We can move in with your parents. We can move in like guest a, house. Guest yeah. house. We can find. And then we just run through all the scenarios and like, what does that feel like? What's that look like? God guide us through this. As, and we pray and ask God to like guide us in that, that decision. And it ended up being like, Hey, you're going to buy a trailer that you're going to go like the first trailer you go see, you're going to look at it. You're going to feel like that's the one you buy it. And then you're going to renovate it and live in it on the land. Like, I, yeah. I think it's been important to do that together. Like, or just even if you're single, like to just be open to thinking like more broadly, like big dreams. Yeah. Like really doing that because, and then, you know, if you're, you know, with your spouse, like to be able to do that. And like me as somebody who is more of like an enthusiast and likes to do those things. And Dino really like, isn't usually that type of person just to be open to doing it. It's so appealing for me as like, be married to you to for him to be able to come alongside of me and just to even talk about them yeah like I know it's not like I'm getting my hopes up or anything but just to know that like we can talk about it and discuss those things so I feel like that that's been huge for us to be able to just just talk about and dream and you know what those dreams like a lot we've done a lot of them just because we're like why not yeah Mm -hmm. we had three kids and I got a vasectomy right and then eight years go by or seven years go by and then God starts putting on Ash's heart like hey you should have another kid. And she brings it to me. I'm like, nah, right. But <laughs> I was kind of like, nah, too. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. But then she's like, all right, just, I'm being serious. Like, just pray about this. And then I'm like, oh, this is actually something she wants me to like really put thought into. So I'm like, okay, my wife, I'm going to, for one, I respect her a ton. If like God's putting it on her heart, I'm going to start to see what God's going to kind of do it in mind on that. Right. And then we, we walk down that path together and see what kind of God does to both of our hearts. But if we both go into it with like this, literally, like it is this way, I have my plan and I'm doing it this way. You miss out on such an opportunity for God to do something. And at that point in our lives too, like we are really like riding high. Like all of our kids can wipe their bums. They can swim. Like everything was like solid financially, really great spot. Like we don't need to do it. We just finished building like this amazing house, renovating this house, all that work we put into it. But we were just in a sweet spot. So nobody really wants to like get uncomfortable again. Right. Why would we do that and go backwards? But again, just like that. All right. God's putting this on our heart. We're going to at least be open to it and let's pray about it and see what he does. And he completely changed both of our hearts. Like, and now we have a a little, little foxy girl and I can't even imagine our family without her. Yeah, seriously. Well, and I love that you're kind of speaking to like kind of maybe not always being on the same page and how to navigate that. Because if you are going to dream big dreams, whether it's vasectomy reversal and a fourth kid or moving across the country or bringing your husband home, I think we expect when God puts something on our heart that he's going to put it on our spouse's heart at the same exact time. And God doesn't work that way. (laughs) He just doesn't always do it that way and like needs us to trust him with it. And I was just talking with a friend that's in a similar situation where she really feels God calling them towards something. And I was like, I love you enough to tell you to stop nagging your husband to death yep. and start praying, like get on your knees and start Absolutely. praying. Absolutely. Yep. Did you find like, was that a part of it? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that would have been me back in the day before the trailer. Like, I mean, I would have been like, I want to have another baby. I need to have another baby. Like, and then who knows at that point too, because so many of the the wants and desires that I thought I had were coming from good or really just discontentment. I had no like stability in Christ really at the time. So 
I would have just nagged him and been like, we would have gotten in fights about it. Why yeah, it would have pushed you apart. Me? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And who knows like where that could be. But yeah. instead, it's and just who like- Who wants to do that? Who wants to go down a path and be like, oh, how'd you have your fourth kid? Oh, well, Ash nagged me I into like- him to do it. Right? Like, And then like you, you both of you lose <laughs> because you feel like you got manipulated and you feel like he didn't- It's kind of like when girls exactly. beg their husband to- pro- their boyfriend to propose. Yeah. yeah. Like, your proposal's not as much fun because- No. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Nobody really wants that. We had a, a similar experience in schooling our kids. Our, our oldest was in public school. And I felt really strongly that that just wasn't where she belonged. And my husband's like a public school kid. So he was like, had always been gung-ho on public school since we were dating. And I brought it up to him and he was like, adamantly no. And so I just started praying. And I think I prayed for like six months while she's in public school. Yeah. But the great part is that now, like that God changed his heart. I'll overhear him in conversation talking about how he like how much he loves this school and how it's the perfect place for pace and how, you know, so like if I had strong armed him into that, yeah, it would be like, yeah, she goes to private school and like, it's it's good. You're never going to like, we're never going to change their hearts. Like we have to get out of the way so God can change them. Um, Just as much too. Like God could get Ash's heart in alignment with not doing something exactly. that she wants, right? Like who wants to go and down a oh, path and nag that and then it not be absolutely. the way that got, And right? I constantly prayed for that too. I was like, all right, you're, I feel like you're putting this on my heart to have another baby. Or I feel like you're putting this on our heart to move across the country. If you don't want it, like yeah. remove it. Like I yes. don't need this, you yeah. know? Yes. And just really being okay with like, I know that this, like, I don't need this baby to fill me or I don't need this job to fill me. I think that's a huge part of it that maybe doesn't always get mentioned is being willing. Like, cause I think wives are like, Oh yeah, I'll sign up for that. I'll sign up to yeah. pray for my husband's heart to change because it will change yeah. him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Cause I'll get what I want. Right? Cause I'll yeah. get what I want. Yeah. But like, no, like I want us to get what you want. Yeah. Cause I really do believe the outcome has always been better. Cause it's been the yeah. same for us. Like nothing, like you said earlier, nothing has happened exactly as we've planned no and nothing but it's been better like the trailer we lost all of our money right we sat in this trailer for 17 months way longer but we would go back to that state at any point and do that all over again because it was the most fulfilling the most challenging the most rewarding season of our lives i love that we lived in an rv while we built this house and that was only like three months ago, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't go back to the RV just yet. I'm hoping maybe in time, but yes. I'm like, I don't think I, I know. Please don't make me go back yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> not yet. I'm maybe, you know, I'll pray for God to change my heart about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of close by talking a little bit about the, in your book, you just talk about your relationship. That's kind of the heart behind design to last is, you know, getting out of the season of not fulfilling your roles for one another. And, and we've talked a lot about, you know, God having to work in your heart to get your fulfillment from him instead of from one another. But if you got to talk to like maybe younger married, like you were saying, originally the book was for younger married or people who just are in a season where they feel like they're not on the same page, things aren't fun. Like, fun is really important to me. I think it's important to you too, Ashley. And like, if we're not having fun, I'm like, oh, everything's (sighs) terrible. (laughs) Like, this is the worst. Or you don't feel like fortified in your relationship. 
obviously we want people to read the book, which I'm very excited about and is out and you can get it wherever you get your books. If you got to kind of sit across from somebody and you only had a second to, to tell them what your hope for them is, what would that be? I can only really speak to our experience. And the, it's funny, we've, we've touched on a bunch of the, the topics that I really want to say. And the biggest one is like the plan that, you've, that you're white knuckling right now, you have to let, you have to mm-hmm. open hand it. Amen. Ash and I are doing the rounds where we talk to a lot of different people. And this is a theme that I feel like just comes up over and over, especially right now. And I feel like God's really putting on Ash in my heart to be able to share it out to the world. And that's when Ash and I, over the last 15 years, have held on to something. It has, even if it's something that we both feel like it's God wants us to do, if we white knuckle it, it goes very, very poorly. Yeah. And when we have this open hand in what it is that we're trying to do, where we're and, and being specific about when I say open hand, meaning when we're trusting in God and it doesn't have to be the way that we see it. If it doesn't yeah. have to look the way that we're picturing it, right? Like God has funny ways of doing a lot of different mm-hmm. things yeah. and he does not follow the same pattern. So the fifth, last 15 years has been chaos in our lives and it's the chaos that's been the most fun because it's just been like, God has used the, that chaos to, to change who Ash and I are as individuals. Yeah grow us closer together. And it's all been because we have not tried to do things our way. We've just been like, I'm cool with whatever. I'm going to work as hard as I can on the things that I feel like you've put in front of me, but I'm not going to go and strive for something that is not like an open door that you've opened for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the beginning of our marriage, when we weren't on the same page and when we weren't in that like spot, just removing our thoughts on what we think something should be. And really like, for me, it was just going to God and be like, all right, I need you to change me. I don't want to be in charge of Dino anymore. You yeah. work in Dino, you work in me. And like we, we our desires, we want a beautiful marriage. We want to right. have a thriving relationship. We want to have fun. We want to adventure. We want to do all these things, or at least I did. And I just was like driving Dino along with me. And I just had to be open to like letting go of the reins and giving it over to God Amen. and and doing that. And if you're looking for fun too, we had to talk about a lot of things in our book. We <laughs> love to gamify our marriage. So yeah. in our book too, like we talk about like a whole bunch of challenges we do with one another, just like things kind of thinking outside the box to have fun with your yeah. spouse. Like when we were living in a house, we had the year of the bathy. And that was like the whole year we would just basically like as much as we could, we would strip down, get naked and take a bath together. Like the kids, we just lock them out of the house, like we're out of our room. Yeah. And like, this is our time. And it was this time of like complete vulnerability where we could just be alone and talk. So again, thinking outside the box, like with your spouse, have like finding ways to have fun, to connect, to make time for one another is huge and can really just bring a lot of value to your relationship. Yeah, that's huge. I do feel like when we started taking baths together, we started having some of our best conversations and it sounds like really weird, but like (laughs) there's something about like being, you're stuck in one spot. There's no clothes between you. Like lock the door. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You want to be really risky and have your phone in the bath. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a good choice. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited for people to get to read your book. I've gotten to read some of it and it it's really so good. Congratulations on getting a book. Thank you. Your fifth baby out into the world. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Where can people find and follow you online to keep up with you? Yeah. We're on Instagram at arrows and bow. 
and mayorsandbow.com. Yeah. Um, and then we have an inn on the island where we live, and people can always come and physically like kind of visit too. It's uh, joie, N J O I E, joie inn.com. Uh, mm. And that's a, a cool spot. Like, obviously, Ash does is an amazing designer, and that, that really kind of embodies her, her design kind of. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. My hype man over here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Is that not the best though? Like, oh, yeah. It's kind of when you get to that point where you're just one another's hype man. Yes. It's like the best. Thank y'all so much. This was such a great conversation. Yeah. Thanks yeah, so much fine. for having us. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.